60% of American adults and around half of American children have one or more chronic diseases. And it's actually gotten so bad that suicide has become one of the top three causes of death in adolescence. So how the hell has this happened, right? We're a first world nation. We have you know, the best medicine, top drugs, right? So how is this happening? Why and where have we gone wrong? You know, was it simply just like genetics, mother nature just really screw up and just uh, create some chronically fatigued, burned out and like mentally screwed up humans? No, I, I don't think so. I don't believe that the millions of years of evolution which created these modern day humans made such a great mistake. So then what has actually led to a chronically diseased modern population? My name is Jorge Roman, and this is the Live Damn Well podcast. So this first episode is basically going to be all about my health journey, how I got here, why I've created this podcast, and if you're looking on YouTube, then why I created this channel. First, I'm going to share my super impressive background with you guys to boost my credibility and my ego. So I've single-handedly published <clears throat> millions of peer-reviewed, double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled, double-blind scientific studies. Next, I'm the author of Return to Human, How Modern Medicine, the Media, and the mundane have destroyed our immune systems and how to move back towards optimal health. I'm also currently a health coach in training. Finally, I'm quadruple board certified for the World Societal Scientific National Academy of Scientific Health Organization Association. What does this mean? Basically, I know science. Now, in all seriousness, only two of those are true. I'm currently working to be a certified health coach, and I actually did write that book. In addition to that, I work to raise awareness about environmental and public health at the national and local level with a few organizations. Uh, I'm currently a full-time college student. I major in neuroscience and psychology. Uh, I study metabolism, longevity, epigenetics, and physiology uh, in my spare time, which makes me sound like a total nerd, and I am. At my core, I'm really just curious about things and I'm willing to ask deeper questions which looks like many others seem to evade. So with this podcast or with this channel, I hope to accomplish a few things, right? So I want to spread as much truth as possible in a world where seemingly that's kind of hard to find, you know, especially in the world of health and wellness. So two, I wanna teach people that they have this innate power to create health simply by adopting lifestyle habits. So in my opinion, and this is completely backed up by thousands of scientific studies, the effect that lifestyle has on health is remarkable and it's downplayed. And you know, I'm not gonna get into conspiracy theories, but it's downplayed because what money is there to invest in research on lifestyle interventions? Much less than there is for drugs. Number three, 
I'm gonna ramble on in solo episodes when I feel like doing a rant that's helpful, but also wanna get it off my chest and share it with people. So number four, I wanna bring on researchers, friends, and other interesting guests who bring ideas that I may not even agree with, right? So I think this is especially important because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's been a lot of censoring of different opinions regarding lockdowns, regarding masks, whatever, right? Basically, there's been a lot of divide, like what's new, right? Except now there's been a very blatant censoring of certain people just because they don't agree with one certain mainstream idea. You know, even though science, real science is ever changing, real science should be argued and discussed, but it seems like we think of it now as rigid, as this is this way, this food is bad for you 100% because this study proves it. Well, what about all those other studies that prove the opposite, right? We're not talking about those opposite studies and actually YouTube has banned a bunch of doctors, a bunch of researchers simply because of that. So I hope to do my little part and hopefully get people that are a little bit controversial on here. Number five, I hope to emphasize epigenetics. Again, epigenetics is a relatively new field, a few decades old. I really feel that uh, it's, it's important right now to emphasize epigenetics, to emphasize lifestyle. And I really wanna give people the tools that I've found to be very effective in creating a more fulfilling and uh, you know, overall a higher quality of life. And number six, I would like to bridge the gap between what I know to be ancestral wisdom, right? So all, all those old dusty books and uh, philosophies that were developed over thousands of years. It seems like we just kind of threw them away as being a little bit too spiritual to actually be helpful, but I found that that is absolutely wrong. Old traditional medicine like Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, there's a lot of wisdom to be learned there. Science is just now catching up, to be quite honest. So I hope to bridge the gap between ancestral wisdom and modern scientific knowledge, right? I wanna use the best of evolutionary biology, traditional medicine, and neuroscience, psychology, which I'm studying, to create a framework for a life which actually supports health. I'm gonna start with some of the symptoms that I had um, and some of my backstory. So, you know, even as a, even as a kid, I remember having well, this was when I was a little bit older, probably like middle school, 13 and above, I started having some of these issues. So chronic fatigue, uh, a lot of irritability, right? Uh, a lot of stress, anxiety, uh, I couldn't sleep. I would wake up five, six times a night probably. Yeah, even if I, I did get sleep, I would have nightmares. So overall just, Health was not the greatest. Um, and most recently, it's been a lot of anxiety and uh, you know, depression. I started to ask myself, like, like how did this happen? Is this, is this normal? Am I, am I, you know, did God just bless me with this, this unique set of symptoms that I have to deal with by myself and no one else knows how this feels? Actually, it's funny because 
I, I always used to think that way. Like I was unique in having my own problems. Like to be explicit here, my shit was the shit, right? My problems were everything, right? And uh, yeah, that's basically how I went about a lot of my problems when I was little, mostly because I guess I was an only child. And um, yeah, it was very easy for me to think that way because you know, I didn't have a brother, I didn't have a sister, no sibling, so it was easy for me to say, oh, I am this unique individual that uniquely has some anxiety. Uh, but no, I failed to realize that the bulk of humanity actually deals with a lot of these symptoms. And uh, it seems like at least in the US, more and more people are dealing with mental health problems, more and more people are dealing with chronic disease, how did this happen? I'm gonna bring you guys back a little bit. So <laughs> thankfully, I've always been pretty healthy uh, ever since I was little. Uh, I had a pretty good diet. I mean, much of the food my family ate was organic. Uh, we ate mostly like whole foods, like very little processed food, except for when we first moved here from Mexico. Oh my God. We would have some donuts every now and then. We would like, I was a little kid, I was five or six years old. I was amazed by the quantity of sugar and everything, it was just like cocaine. Um, not that I know what that's like, but uh, yeah, relatively healthy diet. Now I actually remember being so angry that my mom would pack me fresh fruit as a snack to school because I wanted Doritos and Lunchables my friends were eating, right? Uh, you know. In addition to that, I always had some sort of daily exercise. Um, I've been a competitive swimmer since I was four years old, on and off. So I spent hours of time in the pool every single week. They're pretty active. And, you know, on the emotional side, from what my parents tell me, I was a pretty happy kid. Played with friends almost every day. You know, I smiled and waved at strangers. So, so what changed? What changed uh, during that, that, those middle school years for me? So a quick synopsis of my theory, basically, I grew up and you're like, okay, yeah, obviously, but what does that actually mean? And so to me, that means <clears throat> young kids physiologically can handle stressors. Young kids have a very, very strong immune system for the most part, right? It correlates with age. You, you have a very, very strong, uh, you're very resilient to stress when you're little. If you haven't read my book, return to human, then you might be asking yourself like, like stressors, stressors, what, what are you talking about stressors? That sounds like an average childhood, right? So I'll touch on that a little bit later on. But, you know, as I, as I started to grow older, I committed myself to making the Olympic team. That was my big goal. I wanted to get on that team. This was a, a big commitment. This meant that six days a week, I had two to four hours of daily swimming, weightlifting, foam rolling, stretching, etc. So after, I'm gonna say around, probably around almost 10 years, around 10 years of such a demanding schedule with only a few weeks to a month maybe of rest ever in between, it really began to affect my health in profound ways, but in ways which I, I did not recognize came from such a, such a schedule and such a uh, routine. Though, though swimming and lifting and you know all of that was one of the most daunting stressors in my life, I had no idea that it definitely wasn't the only one. Right? And only recently I've started to realize and piece together 
you know, all of the modern stressors that we deal with. We basically live in this toxic soup of just toxicity. We wake up and from the moment that we wake up, we're just bombarded with all of this crap from the food that we eat to the, uh, you know, like pesticides in our food uh, to emotional stressors to chronic exercise or not enough exercise. But anyway, I started to realize that you know, all of these things were compounding, right? And uh, long story short, I started to experience uh, general anxiety. You know, I couldn't focus. I had some heavy mood swings and indigestion, you know, panic attacks, doing homework, you know, though my family and I never really called it that. And the most recent symptom, which was depression and so at first as i said i really believe myself to be unique in dealing with these problems right like this is this is everything like my problems are the worst problems right but as i've grown older i've realized these conditions are far from rare and you know in many cases these symptoms are actually pretty mild compared to what i've seen in uh, other people in my life Having said that, I'm going to share with you guys really shocking statistics, which I found just a few months ago. So 60% of American adults and around half of American children have one or more chronic diseases. And it's actually gotten so bad that suicide has become one of the top three causes of death in adolescence. So how the hell has this happened, right? We're a first world nation. We have you know, the best medicine, top drugs, right? So how's this happening? Why? And where have we gone wrong? You know, was it simply just like genetics, mother nature just really screw up and just uh, create some chronically fatigued, burned out and like mentally screwed up humans? No, I, I don't think so. I don't believe that the millions of years of evolution which created these modern day humans made such a great mistake. So then, what has actually led to a chronically diseased modern population, which is growing every single day, by the way? So basically, our modern environment represents a serious evolutionary mismatch. And you might say, okay, sure, environment matters, but what about genetics, right? Aren't they responsible for depression, anxiety, fatigue, you know, type 2 diabetes, whatever, right? And... You know, contrary to popular belief, the genetics that you were given since birth are not really running the show. You know, I liken this to the conscious mind or the subconscious mind, right? You think that the conscious mind is running everything, right? When in fact, it's really the subconscious mind that's, that's in control. In other words, your genes do not actually equal outcome. Though genes are the general framework of your mind and body, that is all they do. Right? The past few decades of scientific research has created this field of epigenetics. Epi meaning above and genetics referring to the genome. So the emergence of this field has allowed us to understand just how much our environment, lifestyle, habits, mindsets, emotions shape us. The way that we've measured that is that there's, there's, a, there's a lot of regulation of the genes that we have. So, so what does that mean? Genes, to put it simply, can be turned on or off. 
by lifestyle habits, by our environment, by pesticides, by toxic chemicals. And that is really the bulk of our physiology is epigenetics. It's, is this one gene turned on or off? Is an anti-inflammatory gene turned on and an endogenous antioxidant gene turned on? Or do we have a bunch of inflammatory genes that are constantly being turned on by a toxic lifestyle, okay? So that's just a quick rundown of what epigenetics is. And so basically, modern day humans lead a life that is literally this, this gigantic roadblock that's standing in the way of us being those resilient, strong humans that we once were, right? And uh, having said all of that, what actually came of this anxious, irritable, chronically tired little kid I used to be? So I, I'm not naive enough or arrogant enough to believe I am fully healed, enlightened, uh, you know, Buddha type specimen who uh, can touch you on the forehead and heal you. No, like, but I have made some significant strides during my health journey. After hundreds of hours of research on dozens of, you know, lifestyle interventions and through meditation, you know, dietary interventions such as the ketogenic diet, fasting, paleo diet, I'm gonna try the carnivore diet soon. And yeah, it sounds crazy, but I have a long laundry list of reasons why. Uh, some breathing exercises, sleep optimization, circadian rhythms, uh, sunlight exposure, gratitude practices, and a lot more. I can truly say that my quality of life is a hell of a lot better than it used to be. I believe that the bulk of humanity has been done an incredible injustice. Modern medicine and Many public health officials you know, constantly claim that a pill will fix you. Disease is just, oh, it's tough luck, just bad genetics. Lifestyle habits, you know, don't really have an impact on your health. It's, that's just pseudoscience. That's just like, uh, you know, those natural health wackos. But I'm here to tell you that the philosophy behind modern allopathic medicine is the pseudoscience. The quick fix pills are band-aids to problems which are much much deeper they do not fix disease but they do something much more pathetic they merely manage symptoms of sick people this leads to a painfully accurate phrase to describe the modern healthcare system actually the sick care system because it just manages sick people it does not cure them now the reason modern medicine has become this way is because of something i touched on earlier because sunlight, sleep, breath work, gratitude, and diet cannot be patented and sold for a profit of billions of dollars per year. Synthetic drugs, on the other hand, can be. That's not to say there's nothing good about modern medicine. I wanna make that clear because I'm not just some uh, ideological person. I try not to be, at least. So surgical procedures, obviously, obviously have increased lifespan, improved quality of life, right? For people that were gonna die, these advanced surgical procedures have without a doubt helped people. And surgeons are gonna be around for forever, right? That is a profession that will not go away. However, even things which we consider to be, you know, the saviors of humanity like antibiotics, and there's a lot of dissenting opinions on even antibiotics or whether or not we're approaching uh, the microbiome in a in the correct way, really, because antibiotics are kind of like a shotgun. They're a shotgun approach. You take an antibiotic, sure, it can kill some of those bad bacteria, right? But it also kills some of the good ones. And we know that 
what's the what's the root cause again it goes back to this root cause uh, scenario what happens when you take an antibiotic uh, or why why do you have to take one in the first place why do you have to take one well it's it's basically because your body had become weakened and in this scenario it's because you have an imbalance of certain gut microbes because we know that there are certain gut microbes which actually release antimicrobial compounds Okay, so it's not really the fact that these uh, these bad bacteria are like they're bad, right? It's it's the fact that you're not nurturing a healthy synergistic microbiome, okay? Because if it were, then those bad bad bacteria would be they just wouldn't be able to grow because they'd be crowded out and inhibited by a healthy immune system, by a healthy gut microbiome healthy eating pattern, healthy lifestyle, healthy environment. So that is the root cause. And what we're doing is chucking a grenade down our throats and killing all of, all of the flora and fauna that lives within our gut. And actually that has profound consequences for even years after you take a single round of antibiotics, such as depression, anxiety, you know, uh, even certain chronic diseases you're at a higher risk for because your microbiome is really at the center of your health. And that's just one example of what I mean with the shortcomings, the major shortcomings of allopathic medicine. The truth is conventional health recommendations have proven to be, I hate to say it, but they've proven to be absolutely pathetic in terms of reversing and eliminating disease. And that's why the United States has an epidemic of chronic disease and it's constantly been rising for the past few decades. I don't know if I coined this phrase, probably not, but I thought it was clever. Allopathetic medicine, because that's really what it's become. We're having come to these conclusions and having tested many lifestyle practices out for myself, I hope to teach and inspire other people to search deeper, to question things that uh, you know they think are already established. And ultimately, I want people to live a healthful life that they are capable of having. So hopefully this episode, this video gives you a quick background into who I am and what I hope to accomplish with this podcast. You know, if you're interested to learn more about chronic disease, healthcare, and immune health, I recommend you check out my book, Return to Human modern medicine, the media, and the mundane have destroyed our immune systems and how to move back towards optimal health. The Kindle version is available on Amazon, but if you want a free sneak peek of the book, you can head over to livedamnwell.com, get a free version of just chapter two of the book. So thank you for listening in and I hope you tune in to the first episode of the podcast.